All right, it's good to be with you. They're going to grab me a table here real quick. Uh, please join me in prayer. Would you mind doing that? I know they're trying to do the offering, and I'm kind of complicating it here, but let's see if we can pray just a moment. Father, we just thank you. We ask that as we turn our hearts to you, that you would meet us. And it's blessed what you're going to do this evening, because you're good, and your mercy really does endure forever. So we thank you for what you're going to accomplish. Uh, we turn it over to you, Lord, and we just want to bless your name. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. amen. All right. The, I'm actually excited about what we're going to do this evening. I love the topic that we're covering. Uh, hopefully you brought your Bible with you. If you did, please turn with me to John chapter 1. And we're going to look at uh, verse 47 to start with. John chapter 1, verse 47. And what, I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, present three gifts of the Spirit and show you how they actually work together and then... We're going to learn to function in them um, and try to grow up in it. Now, I'm sure they've already talked with you about this, but I want to make sure that um, we are all on the same page. Giftedness was never supposed to be complicated in the kingdom of God. It's, um, I think in a lot of sense, we like making it complicated for some reason, but it was the natural relationship with Jesus was to show him as a gift. So please remember, giftedness is not so much what I do, it's about showing him as a gift to humanity, okay? So God is a God of love. He wants to come, and he wants to demonstrate his love in very tangible ways to people so that they can connect with him. Um, as you guys were sharing the, your testimonies about miracles, it reminded me of a time in my own life where I realized that I had had so much theology but little, very little encounter with the Spirit of the Lord. Please remember that we want to be people that have a mind for the Lord, but also have encounters with the Lord. Uh, it's what helps people connect with the Lord. So here in this uh, story, we have in actually um, John chapter 1, verse 47, if you look at it in your Bible, what we're doing is we're coming into Jesus's earthly ministry, and he's now going to call a disciple um, to come and join him to learn to be trained to do ministry. And so in verse 47... What we have is we've had Philip go and get Nathaniel and bring Nathaniel to meet Jesus. And when um, Nathaniel approaches Jesus, Jesus in less than 30 seconds functions, I'll just tell you the gifts and then I'll explain them. He functions in discernment, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, the gift of faith, and prophecy. And I'll, I'll point it out to you as we look at the scripture. But Nathaniel approaches Jesus and Jesus says, here's an Israelite in whom there is no guile. He says, well, how do you know me? And he says, well, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. He says, well, you're the son of God. You're the king of Israel. And he says, you believe me because I said I saw you under the fig tree? You'll see greater things than that. You'll see the heavens open and the angels of God ascend and descend on the son of man. Now, in less than 30 seconds, Jesus looked at him and discerned. That's the first thing he did. He discerned. Here's an Israelite in whom there is no guile. Now, I'm not covering discernment tonight, so I'm not going to spend time on it. But discernment means that God is now revealing his heart to you. He's letting you perceive what's going on in a situation. And by perceiving it, you gain knowledge. Now, this is important. When we say a word of knowledge, please remember, it, it usually starts off by the idea that you come into knowing something. In fact... The way it's used in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, the idea of knowledge is experiential knowledge. God knows things about people that you're praying for, and we don't. And so what God does as a father 
is he shares his heart with us so that we can take a key and unlock them to meet that God as a father. And it, and it comes as knowledge. And it can come as um, you feel something. It can come that you hear something. It can come that you see something. For Jesus, he first discerned the man's spirit. He said, here's an Israelite in whom there is no guile. How do you know me? I saw. See, now he's talking about seeing something. I saw you under the tree before Philip called you. And as he's doing it, he's giving knowledge as he's doing it. Now, I'm going to show you. We're just going to move through the other two gifts, and then we're going to keep looking at it. Would you guys take your Bibles and go with me to Romans chapter 10, verse 17? So when God begins to start speaking to us, an incredible phenomenon starts happening in the hearts of you, the person that hears it, and the person that you give it to. And it's this example here in Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Now, contextually, Romans chapter 10, verse 17 is talking about how did you actually come to the Lord if you came to the Lord? Um, I always like making this joke. Do you guys ever tell Jesus, uh, I came to Jesus, or I decided to let Jesus uh, be my Lord? Have you guys ever said that, those kind of things? I find myself saying that, like, yeah, I felt sorry for the kingdom of God, so I got saved. Now, the Bible is actually trying to help us understand the idea of how did you actually come to the Lord, and this will help us understand the gift of faith, okay? It says, you actually didn't come to the Lord by your own initiative, you were actually called. So see here in Romans chapter 10, verse 17, look at the scripture, it says, now faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. Now, this is very important, it didn't say faith came by Study, faith came by reading, faith came by testimony. It actually says, no, faith came by hearing. And the word that's used there in the original language isn't hearing me and you talking. It actually means that God himself has spoken to you and you've heard it. And in a sense, your eyes have been opened to the kingdom. And now you see Jesus and you have to find him. And then it says, faith comes by hearing. And then it uses this term, Hearing the word of God. Uh, again, an interesting note, the word word there is the word rhema. And in the Greek New Testament, that word is very fascinating, fascinating because it means an encounter with God's voice. So a rhema is the living, dynamic, present tense activity of God's voice in your life. Okay? Now, faith comes by God speaking to you and it touches your heart. Now, I use the idea of the gift of faith this way. Have you guys ever had to pray for someone and didn't feel like, man, I don't really want to do this. I actually have fear. What if I miss it? Those kind of things going on in your heart. Do you know that that's common for humanity to be that way? But God can actually supersede that by speaking to you. And when he does, it releases an assurance in your heart or faith. Now, what is faith? Faith is a, an assurance of something. God has spoken to me. He's convinced me that he's going to do something. Now, to get past your fear and to do ministry as Jesus asks us to do, he has to actually cross the bridge and give you so much of his love, his peace, and his assurance that you can now step across the bridge to love someone well and give them his word or ministry or healing, whatever the Lord's wanting to do. So he gives knowledge. When the knowledge comes, there's an encounter. Faith is released inside of me. 
And um, I've said this, and I know that the ministers in front of you have probably said this to you, but every time I, I'm asked to do ministry, this twinge of fear hits my heart, and then this dialogue starts. What if God doesn't show up this time? Now, you know, I've been doing this for more than 20 years. You'd think at a certain point I'd overcome that, wouldn't you? But yet, there's that real dynamic. What if God doesn't show up this time? Or what if I'm not hearing the Lord correctly? And God can overcome all of that. And once God gives you an assurance, as we looked in the passage, Jesus just went from assurance to now begin to give God's word to Nathanael. Here's an Israelite in whom there is no guile. I saw you under a fig tree. Uh, and then he begins to prophesy to him. Now, prophecy... In the day and age we live in, you guys are probably different, but it's been given a bad rap because we've made it um, what it wasn't supposed to be. Prophecy is not just predicting the future or when is the end of the human history. Prophecy was a very special gift that God gave to people in the Old Testament and in the New Testament to reveal who God was and his love for humanity. So God wants to speak through us to reveal God's love now, I've said it, and instead of me giving you a lot of illustrations, which I would do when I would um, be doing Sunday morning, I think it works better if I demonstrate it. So I'm going to pray now, okay? So um, would you mind coming up here, please? Yeah, would that be okay? Hi. Your name is? April. Thank you for letting me. Thanks for letting me embarrass you. Okay. Okay, so... Um, now, everyone asks me this, and I think it's valid. They say, well, did you know you were supposed to pray for that person? It just depends. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. When we were in worship, uh, besides almost being knocked over by the Lord on the ground because of the presence of the Lord, he said, open your eyes and look over here, and he started talking to me about her. So this, I'm kind of cheating. I'm telling you before I do it, I got some of it, okay? Now, um, I'm going to pray for you if that's okay. So why don't you just relax. If you Just put your hands out like you're receiving a gift, and let's invite the Lord. All right, now, uh, you can't do this at Walmart a lot of times because they think you're trying to mug people and stuff like that, but uh, I think it's okay in the church, okay? So we're going to invite the Lord. He wants to love on her first. Please remember, it's a God encounter first, okay? Holy Spirit, would you come? Would you bring the Father's heart to your daughter right now? In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Now, um, almost instantly, the Lord started engaging her. And um, what the Lord wanted me to do, and I'll describe how it came, the first thing I did is I felt God's heart for you. And what that meant was, is he came into my emotions and let, let me start feeling some emotions about something. And it was not only God's love for you, but this excitement that the Lord has for you coming towards what's going to be happening to you in the future. And he wanted me to tell you this. Um, you're going to go from a place of feeling like... Um, you, you feel strength sometimes and weakness other times. God says he's going to give you a boldness and a confidence that you weren't expecting from him. And it has to do with a transition that's coming in your life. And how I saw it was her taking a step from one situation to another. And then I asked the Lord, well, what does that represent? Remember, ministry is dialogue with God, not just trying to do something. So you're transitioning. And what I saw was you're transitioning, and I saw the wholeness of the Lord touch your heart. And what I saw was not so much that you need wholeness and there's something that needs to be resolved, but it was a ministry of wholeness that was coming to you. And he told me to tell you, 
there's a healing anointing that's coming and gripping you right now because you're going to begin, <laughs> you're going to begin to set people free, and you're going to start seeing the Lord actually raise you up in a way that women can become victorious in their relationship with the Lord. And so, now see, that's the Lord just loving on you. Now, Lord, just bring more of your goodness and your power in the name of Jesus. And he wants me to really encourage you that as you start healing the brokenhearted, you're going to be launched in even more of the depth of the healing presence of the Lord, and he's going to raise you up as a healer in the body of Christ. And so, Lord, I thank you for what you're doing in your daughter's life. I ask that you would bless her right now. Now, he wants me to encourage you. What you're feeling right now is going to rest on you for the next couple days, and it's the power of his embrace to just show you his heart, okay? And I just thank you for, for what you're doing in your daughter's life. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Uh, the Ministry of Kleenex, there you go. All right. <laughs> thank you. Right. Yeah, I understand. So, um, so, Lord, we just thank you. Amen. All right, now, can I just talk to you for a sec? Okay, um, what did you experience as we prayed? Um, I just kind of how you described his embrace. Um, just like this warmness in my body. And the stuff that we were sharing, did that make sense to you? Yeah, that, that made sense. Yeah. Has the Lord been? I've kind of been in this place, and I've talked to friends here, that I'm just I'm figuring out what to do. So, and I'm, I'm just, I feel like I'm in this waiting place, but transition was a good word for that. Thank you. You did an awesome job. Thank you. You can have a seat. <laughs> okay. Now, um, now think about this. I'm going to actually have you try to do this one time right now. But I want you to not worry about, is this a word of knowledge or is this faith or any of those things? I want you to just practice hearing God's love for people. So the best way for you to do this is not to try to get a word, okay? Just ask God to share his love with you for the person that you're praying for. Say, Lord, would you show me your love for this person? And, and however it comes, however you feel it, or if you see a picture, or if you hear a word, you say, I feel God sharing his love, and he's wanting me to pray this way for you or to say this to you. Okay? So let's just stand for a moment. Just get with one other person. Uh, as Mike said, spread out. Make sure you connect with you guys. And don't pray for the same people you always pray for. Try someone different. Yeah, no spouse praying, okay? Pray for different people. If you don't know him, introduce yourself.
Okay, if you finish up praying with each other, find your way back to your chairs, please. Let's go ahead and try to wrap it up if we can and make our way back to our chairs. Um, I want to kind of just see what's going on in the audience. If you guys will help me here for a moment. How many of you felt the presence of the Lord when the person started praying for you? Isn't that wonderful? How many of you were surprised that the Lord actually gave you something when you started praying for the person? Isn't that awesome? Hey, all right. All right. Okay, um, what we're going to do is now that we've started doing it, we need. I'm going to step back and I'm going to model it again and show you different ways that you can begin to do this, Okay. Please remember, once God starts sharing his heart with you, he's ready to engage the person at a lot of different levels. I don't know if you guys think like this, but I think I think in categories or, or oh, Jesus only wants to do one thing. Please remember, once Jesus shows up, he's willing to do all of his ministry if we learn to have what I would call um, expectancy dialogue with him. So a lot of times when I pray for people, Jesus starts with something, and then I ask him, do you have something for him in this arena? Or do you have something for him in this arena? You can stay with the Lord until he stops talking. It's okay to ask him question after question after question so that you can really see the impact of his love being spoken to an individual. Okay? Um, the, the lady that I prayed for, um, could you, would you mind coming up here? Not, not her, sorry. You, the one I prayed when we were praying during the thing. I, sorry, I asked you your name and I already forgot it. Sorry about that. Your name again? Courtney. Courtney. Thank you, Courtney. 
Uh, thanks for letting me embarrass you again. Okay. Um, so again, uh, at least this time when we were doing it during worship, the Lord said, also, I want to talk to you about the lady standing behind you. And so the Lord was kind enough to help me before we did this. Sometimes when I go places, he doesn't do that. He just makes me start praying for people. Okay. Would you mind if I pray for you? Okay. Can you put your hands out like it's Christmas? And here we go. Um, Holy Spirit, would you come? Would you bring the Father's embrace around her right now? In the name of Jesus. Now, um, Courtney, I'm going to share with you what he started with me about, and then I'm going to see if he has somewhere else he wants to go. But uh, the first thing the Lord was showing me that um, you, your prayer life is going to change. God's going to uh, just encounter you in a way that you weren't expecting. And what's going to happen is you're going to find this really intense need to pray for a season. Because he's going to show you how breakthrough works by him speaking to you. And it's going to just awaken your prayer life. Okay. And then the next thing he showed me was that he's going to put a hunger in you specifically for this type of ministry. That you're going to start functioning and giving prophecy to people. Now, have you ever thought about that before? Okay. So this is going to be fun. All right. So uh, do you mind if I pray for you about that? Okay. So Holy Spirit, would you just come right now and would you embrace your daughter? And release her right now in her prayer life, Lord. Cause her to know the depth of who you are. And cause her to speak words of encouragement to people. Thank you, Lord. Just bless you, Lord. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you, Lord. And now... now what I'm doing is intentionally asking the Lord, all right, is there something else you'd like to say or where is your heart? I feel like he's talking to me about something about her past and he wants me to give her, her a promise. And so I felt like the Lord wanted me to share this with you that um, uh, you will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And what that actually means is God's going to intentionally surprise you on how good he is to you so that it actually captures your heart, Okay. And he wanted me to tell you that a lot of stuff that you've experienced in the past, he's going to actually re-talk to you about that. You're going to sense his uh, wholeness coming to you, and you're going to have just a freedom that comes from thinking you're not in bondage to that stuff anymore. Does that make sense to you? Okay, good. Okay, so let me pray for you about that. So, Father, I ask that you would come and that um, she would see the goodness of you in the land of the living. Uh, also, now, what I'm, again, I'm just asking, Lord, what's on your heart? Um, what he's doing is he's kind of touching me, actually, literally, right here in my stomach. I feel his peace, and I'm asking him, what is that? And he's telling me about her motivational gift. So she has a motivational gift to serve, and God's going to use that gift of serving. He's actually going to use that in a very specific way that as you begin to speak and serve people, there's going to be like this breakthrough that starts happening in other people's lives. And so that's part of the, how Jesus is going to use you to uh, affect other people in their life. Does that make any sense to you? Okay, so can I pray for you about that? Father, I thank you for what you're doing. I ask that you would bless her. Now open the doors that no man can shut. And let her walk in the goodness that you have for her in the future. I just bless that right now. In the name of Jesus. Amen. All right. Can I talk to you for a sec? As I started praying for you, what did you experience? Excitement. Um, peace. Did any of the 
confirmation and some time to rest. And some discovery of the controversy? That, yes. Okay. Now, um, I always do this. Uh, um, the stuff that you're, you're not familiar with, what you want to do is you want to go back to the Lord and say, now, if that's you, speak to me about it again in a totally different way because he wants to make sure he confirms it. Okay? Thank you. You did an awesome job. All right. Now, I didn't stop uh, and say each one, but I will now define it. What I did is I started with what was on God's heart first, and then I asked God, was well, there something in her past you'd like to talk to her about? Or is there some promise that you want to give her? Where are you? And then when I felt his, I told you I felt something touch my stomach, I, I, and he showed me it was a motivational gift, I said, well, where are you going with her in the future with this? See, God is a father, and because he's a father, he loves talking to us about a lot of things going on in our lives. And he actually wants to use you to communicate with people this reality. Okay? Are you guys ready to try it? Stand up and get with someone completely different this time. And when you get with them, don't just start praying. I'm going to give you an assignment of prayer, okay? So let's get up and get with someone completely different. All right, now that you're with that person, you're going to do what you did last time. You're going to invite the Lord. You're going to ask God to share his love with you. When you get the first thing he gives you, share that with him. And then ask God specifically, could you tell me about where your love is taking them in the future and see if God gives you something, okay? So ask God to share his love with you. Give that to him. And then say, where's your love taking them and see if he gives you something, okay? Go ahead and start praying.
Okay, some of you, you're finishing up. If you're done, please find your way back to your chairs, please. Okay, um, again, if you're finishing up, please find your ways back to your chairs. A couple people are still praying, so I forgot to do this when I first started. Uh, Mike asked me to tell you something. I'm going to do this before we do the next part of our prayer time because we're getting to the point where we need to wrap up this evening. Um, so someone actually asked me when I first got here, I thought it was a great question. They asked me, did you die or something? And uh, the answer is obviously not. I'm here with you guys. But um, I come um, once a month to your congregation on Thursday nights. Uh, like tomorrow night, I'll actually be back and I'll be in the chapel over here and I'm teaching on um, your destiny. And there's like three steps that we try to work through in helping everybody do this. Do you know that most in the body of Christ, I find that most people are confused on where God is taking them. And so we try to figure out how to really break this down in some simple steps to give you some uh, simple tools to walk out what God's created you to do. So we try to help you discover your identity learn how to walk with God with his presence, and learn to actually dream for the future. And so if you're interested in that, we'll be meeting tomorrow night at 7 o'clock over in the chapel. Please come. We'd love to be with you. We'd love to give you some information, and we'll pray for you also. So that's what we're doing tomorrow night in the chapel at 7 o'clock. All right, we're going to um, wrap it up here. I'm going to model it again. But before I do, how many of you felt the presence of the Lord when they were praying for you? Yeah, wonderful. How many of you were surprised that God actually gave you something about the future of the person? Isn't that great? You guys are doing awesome. All right. Uh, I've been praying for women, and that's unfair to men, so I'm going to move to guys now. Um, JR, would you come up here, please? <laughs> I like everyone responded that way. Uh, again, um, 
I'm trying to be just as honest as I can with you about this so that you understand how this works. For some odd reason this evening, um, God just gave me people before I got up here and said, I want that person, I want that person. And he, he pointed to JR. And a lot of times, most people don't minister to leaders, and you need to learn to do that. Because leaders pour out all the time and hardly get very little ministry. Are you guys aware of that? And so um, I always, when I train students in prophecy, I teach them to constantly get words for leaders because leaders need to be encouraged. Okay? Amen. All right. Amen? <laughs> okay. Thank you. Okay. Um, yeah, okay. Thanks, Jared. <laughs> uh, you're so fun, baby. All right. Uh, do you mind putting your hands up? Okay. Um, Holy Spirit, Father, would you come and embrace your son right now in the name of Jesus? And um, it, the word I got, I thought it was so, I thought the Lord's sense of humor was just powerful and awesome, Jer. So it starts this way. Um, you've been faithful and you've sown your life as a seed. And now the seed's been sown and there's this crop that's going to come from your life, even in this next season that you're going through. And that's how he showed it to me. It was a picture of a seed and it, him actually growing as a tree. Then I saw the Lord actually come in a vision, and the power of God actually came over his stomach. And the Lord said, that's the gift of faith that I've released in him for years, and I'm increasing it. And so God's going to increase the gift of faith. And then, it was really funny, I actually saw you in a foreign country standing on a stage with your hands out like this, with your mouth open, talking. And the Lord said, and not only is the gift of faith going to increase in you, you're going to teach people how to walk in faith with the Lord. And so I, and then he gave me this phrase, your goings out are going to be more than your coming in. So you're in a season of coming in and strengthening. Now it's a, ch a transition for you to go out and become what he's always wanted you and destined you to be. You're going to become this fiery, intense, faith-filled evangelist for the Lord. And so, Lord, I just bless what you're doing. Okay, well, they, <laughs> they like that. <laughs> okay, all right. So, uh, so, Holy Spirit, would you come now to your son and um, release the gift of faith more inside of him right now and let him go out, Lord, that all that he needs to go out for him and his family be there, that there be seasons of rest, but let him go out in the strength of the Lord and equip your body. I thank you for him. I thank you for the way that you've blessed him. Now let your goodness rest upon him. I just bless your name. In the name of Jesus. Amen. All right. So can I interview you now? All right. What did you sense when we were praying for you? Um, I just sensed great peace. I just sensed his presence. Uh, just, you know, I mean, it was great. It was great. I just love to be in that place all the time, you know. So I just felt, you know, just an, just an increase of his presence and peace and, and, uh, and just, uh, I don't know, just, just that. Okay. And when I was telling you that stuff about the gift of faith, did you sense anything? Yeah, I just felt something going on here. I don't know if it's digesting the food I just <laughs> ate. <laughs> Thank you, Jair. There was something going on there. Yeah. And, uh, well, acid indigestion sometimes is faith. Oh, that's good. That's good, yeah. Anyway, uh, so uh, no, I, I felt I felt it was right on, and uh, you know, and, and I immediately thought I'll be in Pakistan in 
in May, and I know I'll be talking, you know, from a stage. But I felt like it went beyond that. There were other, other opportunities, too. But, I, but the Lord didn't show me what that was. But I don't need to worry about that. He'll just, God will just take care of it. Man, thank you, Ed. You did an awesome job. Well, thank, thank you, you Ed. Thank you. Okay. Now, what we've been doing, just so you guys know, we've been modeling Jesus' ministry as he ministered to Nathaniel. There are actually other ways to prophesy, too. Well, I actually wasn't planning on doing this, but I have this beautiful person that's with me. It's called my wife. And, and I said to her, what did you sense during the service? And she gave me the coolest word for your church. Would you guys like to hear it? Okay, come on up, sweetie. <laughs> so this is my wife, Kelly. Well, I was just um, in worship and um, loving the Lord, and I um, asked, um, I was praying for the service, and I saw uh, the Lord um, in his hands, and he had very um, fine-tuned, intricate tools, and they were silver in his hand, and he was tweaking things um, in the structure here, Um, just tweaking, not like horrendous changes, but tweakings and refining things and then I saw the Lord um, I saw him bring a flag and it was uh, his standard and that, that he wants this church to be a standard bearer of his righteousness his glory his holiness his purity and justice um, that's really biblical and is of God's character to be proclaimed um, to this region. So, and it was just really touching. Okay. Well, Father, I thank you for your goodness, Father, and I ask that you would ex- um, extend your grace over this congregation, over the pastoral team, over um, the leaders, Lord, and Father, as you um, tweak things and fine tune things, Lord, that Father, that this congregation would become a standard bearer, Father, of your um, purpose on earth to call people to walk in righteousness, Lord, to walk in holiness, to that your glory would be released over this city, over this region, Father, that there would be a purity that would come across this area, Father, and that, that, that justice would be a part of this area, that your name would be proclaimed, Father, and that this church would be a standard bearer, Father, that reflects your character and your image back to this area to show people how to live their lives and to come to you, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord. We ask that you would do this. Father, fill this area, fill hearts right now in this congregation, and even people that aren't here to um, to understand uh being a standard bearer, Father, for your kingdom, to, Father, to bear your image and your purposes um, for this area. We bless your name. Amen. All right. I thought that was fun. Wasn't that awesome? All right. All right. So now what I'm going to do is we're going to do our last last time of prayer. Are you guys ready to go for it? Oh, I thought so. Jared got excited. No one else said anything. All right. <laughs> Please stand up, get with someone completely different, okay? This is how you learn to do it. You just have to keep practicing, doing it. Now, you decide how you want to do it, but ask the Lord to reveal his love to you for the person. Make sure you pray for them. They pray for you, okay?
Okay, when you finish up, find your way to your chairs, please. Okay, again, I know you guys are finishing up, but after you get done, please find your way to your chairs. A couple I want to pray for you and say a couple things, and we'll be done. Okay, as they're wrapping up again, as I did last time. All right, how many of you, when, the per when you prayed for the person, you could sense the presence of the Lord was ministering to him? This isn't what you felt, but what you saw. So how many of you saw the Lord ministering to the person? That's great. How many of you are surprised that God can actually use you this way to do this stuff? Awesome. <laughs> you guys are doing great. All right. I, I just want to take a moment to say thank you for letting me come to be with you this evening. It's been an honor to be here. I'll be back, like Mike said, next month. Um, I'm going to turn it over to him. Let me pray. Uh, now I'm going to pray for the congregation of the people that weren't here. Would you join me just for a moment? And we're going to ask the Lord to just really release this in the midst of you guys. So, Father, we just thank you for what you've started this evening. But we ask, would you cause it to grow? to flourish and have impact. Release the power of prophecy more in the midst of them, Lord. Let it just be something that's common and something that they pursue. And I just bless what you've done here this evening. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. And we just want to honor you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Also, um, again, 
I brought some resources that are right outside the door right there. It's just stuff, simple teachings on what we've been covering this evening. If you'd like some more foundation on it and stuff, it's just out there. If you're interested in that, and that would help you. And then, Mike, thank you so much. And here you go. Yeah, give Brian a hand. That was awesome. I think our worship team's gone. <laughs> Um, and we do, if you, if you do have kids, it's probably a good time to go pick them up. But let me just, I'm just going to do one final prayer here. Uh, and then we'll just, we'll release everyone and you guys, and drive safe tonight. We're going to pray actually for just safety on the roads as well. I know that some of the roads are uh, kind of icy and uh, there's some sleet coming down. So, Father, I just thank you for tonight, Lord. I thank you for your Holy Spirit. I thank you that you are in this place, Lord, that you're on the inside of us. Lord, I pray that as we go from this place, Lord, even as we got to just practice this tonight in, a, in kind of a safe setting, uh, and even then there's still that, just that little anxiousness and that uh, uneasiness of can I do this, uh, Lord, I thank you that it's not about our own abilities, Lord, it's what you do through us, in and through us. And so, Lord, I pray for just a greater level of boldness, a greater courage, just that we would go out, that we wouldn't worry so much about whether or not we're hearing your voice, but Lord, our focus would be on loving others. God, that as we love others, that your Holy Spirit flows in and through us and touches other people's lives. And we get to see other lives transformed and changed, not just in this church, but in this entire community. So Father, I thank you that we go with your boldness, we go with your strength, and we go with your might. And Lord, I thank you we go with the Holy Spirit the Spirit of God that raised Jesus from the dead on the inside of us. Lord, I thank you that that's the Holy Spirit that resides on the inside of us. And so, Lord, I pray for safety as we travel from this place. Lord, as we go to our homes, uh, God, I pray just for your angels to protect every person here. Uh, Lord, I thank you that on the roads, Lord, that, that there will be safety and everyone will make it home safely. And, Lord, I thank you that everyone goes in your power and in your love, and in this, in Jesus' name we pray. Everyone said, amen. amen. Have a great night. Love you guys. We'll see you Sunday.